I got um I did a record with Terror Squad when I was 18. I did a um, I did a beat for uh Fat Joe and Cuban Link, and this was when Big Pun was alive. Um and I did a so I did the solo song for Cuban Link on the first Terror Squad album. It's called All Around the World. I produced that. Um, okay. and fat and fat Joe named me. Like I I've changed my name. I've unchanged my name. Now my name is my real name. But before this, my name was was a uh, tracks trigger, which was a derivative of AP tracks, which I got a name. That's what Fat Joe named me. <laughs> What up, everybody? Welcome back to another round convos. Today, joining us another special guest, Mr. Don Michael Jr. Thank hey. you for joining us, man. Hey, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. So, uh, you know, you have a new album coming out March seventeenth called "The Wolf Smell Joy." Yeah. Um, that's primarily why we're here to kind of talk to you and discuss what you got coming up, but also like we want to introduce you to like kind of our audience and our fans and everything, and kind of just. Talk about your journey to this point. So starting kind of from the beginning, like how'd you first get into music? Kind of what was your background coming up and growing up? Um, my dad was a music promoter for like the big labels, um, for a couple of labels. Like he did some big artists he did was like Janet Jackson, um, Belle Biv DeVoe, uh, Jodeci, you know, uh, and back then record promoters were the people responsible for getting songs to the radio so mm -hmm. there was no internet you know what i mean so if you yeah, didn't yeah. if you weren't on the radio no you didn't have a hit so his job was pretty important uh but he was in charge of like picking their singles and what he would do a lot of the time this is where my background starts he would bring records home to me and my sister and just play them for his kids you know and it's like which one do you like which one do you like and then we would pick out these records like we both like this one and he was like, all right, I'm going to the radio station. You know, we're, we're in South Jersey, so the radio stations are in Philly. So he would go over to like Power 99 or WDA, like the big stations of Philly. And we would wait by the radio to see if they played the record or see like which one, if, if they play the one that I picked or play the one my sister picked. Yeah. And we would make like a game out of it. So we would hear Janet Jackson, Control, come on the radio and be like, oh, I win. I win. Dad picked my record, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. so I was essentially like a little kid picking out singles for like major artists that I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing back then, but you know, that's where, that's where the bug first started. That's where it really first started. It was like, damn, I like making, I like, I like the, how people responded to the music, you know what I mean? And seeing yeah. like a song that I picked, everybody loved it. And then it's like, I wanted to make music after that. I mean, that's crazy. That's kind of unique. I mean, most people, can't say, yeah, we grew up hearing, you know, Janet Jackson, Joe C records, like everything, like before right. anybody else's and like, Oh yeah. I, I got I'm like sure you demo. didn't like fully understand like what you were like hearing and listening to at the time, but that's crazy to think about now. Yeah. I didn't even know until like telling people like way later down the line, people were like, yo, you know, that's crazy, right? Like that's a crazy yeah, that's wild. childhood. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, they're like, so did he get like plaques? It's like, we had plaques all over our house. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that was like, that was, my dad was heavy in the industry, but he wasn't creative. He was just like, he had an ear. He yeah. didn't play music. He he was a DJ, but he had the ear. I mean, I think that's, especially back then, having that ear is probably almost more important than actually like creating that it's, music. Because yeah. like you said, there is no internet. You got to know what's next and having right. somebody that knows what's next is, was so important back then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's why he went from, 
A&M with Janet Jackson and MCA. And when MCA had their big run, Mary J. Blige, Jodeci, Heavy D, Belbib, you know, Belbib DeVoe, Another Bad Creation, like people that people forget about were part of my childhood. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's crazy. Yeah, he had like a he had a, a big run, but yeah, he he started me. You know, he bought me some equipment when I was eleven. I wanted the little tiny rap keyboard, the little Casio keyboard. This is yep. what was on my Christmas list. And, um, <laughs> yeah, Christmas list, like all the way back then. And he bought me the the biggest keyboard back then, like the most expensive, craziest shit. Like I came downstairs and I was like, "What is this?" And he was like, "Yeah," he handed me the manual and he was like, "Make it work." So I started <laughs> making beats and then he bought me a little recorder so I could rap and, you know, from there. But... So I basically would say music is life for you. Like it's been your entire life since you were like little, little. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually difficult for me to, cause I don't want to rap about music cause I feel like not a lot of people can relate to it, but it's actually difficult for me to rap about anything other than music sometimes because it's such a big part of my life. Yeah. So for me, I'm rapping about my life, but people just think I'm rapping about, you know, like other things just in the studio all the time. That's all you get to rap about. And it's like, I'm just talking about how I grew up. You know yeah. I mean, you got to talk from your experiences and, and when that's such a huge part of your experience, it's hard not to like tap into that for sure. Yeah. I mean, unless I just linked it up like a, a lot of, people yeah yeah i can't do it man it throws me off so i mean your dad having access to all like these big artists and big acts like and producers yeah. and everything were you able to like get in touch with any of them and kind of work and like did, were they able to like drop any knowledge on you when you were younger and starting to create your own um not really i remember like patty the bell um vesta was like a good a friend of my dad's and it, I, I did meet like record execs, like mm -hmm. people that were my dad's uh, peers or whatever. And they gave me some game before, even now, like some of, some of the, some of my dad's young bulls are like OGs in the game now that'll like be like, yo, ain't you Donnie son? You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And they're like, oh yeah, let me, let me do this. I, I got this young boy over at this label. Or something. So that has happened every now and then, but for the like super vast majority, I've had to build everything. Like I didn't even know anybody because yeah. a lot of times that would hurt my dad. When my dad was trying to like introduce me to people, they would be like, Hey, look, you're not an A&R. You're not a, you know, you a record from we playing you, we paying you get these people to blow up. Oh, yeah. He's trying to bring your son over here because now you got a conflict of interest. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of times I had to stay away from my dad's connects and try to go somewhere else. You know what I mean? Okay. And um, you said you grew up in South New Jersey, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Camden. So kind of what was like the music scene for you, like coming up through rap and hip hop and like being introduced to other artists around there? Um, non-existent, man. Like there, there, is, there really isn't, a, I'm, there is one now. Um, thanks to dope artists, sour, there's too many to name. I don't even, I shouldn't even get to start to naming them, you know what I mean? But, but yeah. South Jersey, you know, DH and, and, and Jace Harley, and there's a bunch of artists now that are doing their things that, that are getting these audiences from other places and Bill getting artists, audiences from other places. Um, and now people are starting to like look and see like, yo, there's something going on in that area or whatever. Like 
next to Philly isn't just Philly extended. Yeah. It's actually like their own little thing that they got. So, um, but the music scene coming up, I was like one of the only people. Yeah, I remember I'm old. I'm one of the only people that's rapping. It wasn't like a big thing for people to rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And then for a person to have like original beats or make beats, it's like I was like one in a million. You know what I mean? Now yeah. you can get a, a billion beats on YouTube. There's somebody that makes beats across the street. There's somebody that makes beats upstairs in your apartment. Like everybody's making beats. But back then it was super rare. So that actually, looking back, that was kind of dope. You know what I mean? Because you got to see, um, you got to really see and know the people that were serious about music because it wasn't the, it wasn't the thing that everybody did. Yeah. I mean, definitely like rap during that period. Um, like it was still cool. It was like cool thing to do, but it wasn't like the thing to do as I think it is like now. Like if there's no other choice, everybody's like kind of running to rap these days. So you right. got like, be like this is what this is my passion this is now it's like people that don't even like rap that are just kind of hop into it right yeah they, you know some people look at it as like I, I just need some money man i'm trying to it's like yeah. playing the lottery you know yeah. i might drop something on spotify and it just go viral you know what i mean Thanks. and it's like bro don't do this don't do this for money bro it's like if if this is if you want money like there's some good jobs out there somewhere like this is not the game to go get yeah. money a quick buck you know what i mean yeah but, you know it's it's a love that you know you gotta you gotta love it in order to really I think be successful at it because it's it's rough it's 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 rougher than people know it's rougher than most of the documentaries that you see it's rougher than everything that people think it could there's there's worse shit <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> and yeah whatever you think is bad in the industry there's worse and um you gotta like fight through that shit to my bad I'm cursing a lot but you gotta no, fight through that to to kind of make your way into this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To really be effective in it. Yeah. So I want to talk about it. Like you've uh, obviously you've been doing it for a long time. You mm -hmm. kind of grew up and raised in like the industry, like you kind of know the ins and outs. So I'm sure you've experienced all the highs, all the lows, all the anything and everything in between. So like, kind of like, did you start out as a producer and then switch to, you know, on the I mic? Started, I started everything at the same time. Okay. Like my dad got me that keyboard because he saw me making instrumentals out of on cassette tapes out of other people's records. Like I would wait for the record to fade out and then I would just record the one part that was fading out and then pause it, rewind the fade, fade out part and try to catch it on beat. So I was like looping on a cassette tape on a karaoke machine. And my dad was like, I got to get him like a little four track recorder. So he got me the recorder, but I was rapping over other people's beats. And when he got me that keyboard, I started making the beats. So I had something original to rap on. So okay. I started recording, rapping and making beats like all in the same and all in the same, like two or one Everything was brand new for me. And I was just like, I, I just, I, I got to figure out how to do music. So what would you say is like, first thing that got you like kind of broken into industry was it your production and producing for other people or was it your it was it was definitely production i got um i did a record with terror squad when i was 18. i did a, uh, I did a beat for uh fat joe and cuban link and this was when big pun was alive um and i did a so i did the solo song for cuban link on the first terror squad album it's called all around the world I produced that. Um, okay. and fat and fat Joe named me. Like I 
I've changed my name. I've unchanged my name. Now my name is my real name. But before this, my name was was a uh, tracks trigger, which was a derivative of AP tracks, which I got a name. That's what Fat Joe named me. Like Fat Joe named me that name. Um, and that was from doing that album or whatever with Cuban Link. And I did like some other joints for Cuban Link and then for Armageddon. A bunch of people that were in um, Terror Squad at the time. But when Pun died, uh, a lot of people fell out and, you know, mm. the relationship between Cuban Link and Fat Joe wasn't that good. Uh, Big Pun was kind of the only person really holding a lot of those relationships together. together. Yeah. So, so, you know, I just wasn't with Terror Squad anymore after that. But, but that was my first industry thing was when I was 18. Okay. I mean, like, again, you got some crazy stories because, you know, working with Terror Squad <laughs> and Pun and, and Joe, yeah. like, especially during those days when Joe's a little bit wilder than he is now, you yeah, know, like, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> I mean, coming up, working with all these big artists and, like, big names, especially nowadays, like, kind of legends, icons, like, what are some, like, the moments that, like, stand out to you the most coming up, like, in the industry like that? Um, Probably meeting Slim from Cash Money. Okay. That was like that was like a big that was the first time I was like, and that happened way later. But that was like one of the first times it was like, hey, yo, this is crazy. Like I'm sitting in the back of a Maybach with Slim. He gave me a ride <laughs> to my hotel room. Like, and I'm like, yo, this is this is a it's about to go down. You know, I'm I'm a yeah. rapper. I'm thinking like, yo, this is really about to happen. You know, this he's is asking it. me to be a part of Cash Money. And I'm just like, yo, yeah, definitely. He's like, I want you to be a part of the cash money. Slim talks real low. Slim talks so low that like everybody in the room has to shut up when he's talking so you can hear him. And everybody got to turn the music down. And he's like, yeah, I want you to be a part of the cash money family. And I'm like, oh man, this is, this is crazy. So that was like a big moment for me. And then some other stuff happened that made that not go through. But yeah, that was a, that was definitely, that's probably the biggest standout moment for me. Okay, so so that was kind of like the moment where you thought like, oh, I've arrived now. Like this is right. this is this is the moment for me. Right. Yeah. And there was a couple other moments where I felt like that, but you know, for me, things always um, some, there was always a wrench thrown into the whole system that kind of messed stuff up. Whether it's like another deal or somebody lying and saying I was signed to them, and it, you know, I had a lawyer telling people like, nah, he's not ready. He's not ready. Like my my lawyer telling me like he's he's not ready to do that deal. He don't, you know, nah, you got to wait on him. And I'm like, <laughs> and this man's supposed to work for you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I've had stuff like that happen. You know what I mean? And he might've been right, but whatever. I, I wanted the deal, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just had a lot of stuff like that, but the, but the slim moment was probably the biggest moment. for me. Okay. So like, you know, a lot of producers and especially nowadays, like modern, a lot of producers also like rap and, and vice versa. But back then it was kind of like producer were producers and rappers were rappers. So like kind of right. what was, did you like run into any like issues when you like wanted to switch over and become like a, you know, full artist? Um, no, by the time I switched over and became a solo artist, we already had uh, the Kanye's of the world and the J. Cole's and, and everything like that. Uh, I became a solo artist in 2013. 2014 okay. is when I dropped my first, like, and I was rapping before then. So the issues I would run into before then um, was that everybody wanted me to be Kanye. You know, there was like a weird thing where it's like Kanye's the, and see, when I'm growing up, Dr. Dre was a producer that rap. 
Yeah. And Jermaine Dupree was a producer that rapped. Manny Fresh was a producer that rapped. So True. it wasn't new to me, you know what I mean? Yeah. But for some reason, Kanye became the image of like, yo, he makes beats and he raps. And I was like, yeah. so does all these other people, True. you know what I mean? But, yeah. but, but you know, you know, Kanye had the title of it. So when I first really started stepping in the industry at like 23, 24, um, everybody wanted me to be Kanye. And yo, you the more street Kanye. Yo, you the more, you know, everything was like, I was like, I'm not a street rapper, but they wanted somebody street. This was the 50 cent era. Facts. Usher in, you know what I mean? Get rich or die trying. People was like, if 50 cent made beats, you know what I mean? That's basically <laughs> what, what people wanted. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, that was a, a big thing that I, I ran into was just the constant um, comparison to Kanye and, and whatever other producer was behind the scenes that was rapping you know, writing or whatever like that. I, I was running into a lot of that. But, you know, I, I think people have to compare you. People have to get used to being compared because people have to compare you in order to in order to digest who you really are. Yeah. You know, we as humans just do that naturally. You eat a new food and it's like, it tastes like chicken and and a little bit of goat mixed together. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. nah, bro, it has its own thing, but we have to put it in our mind as something else before we can decipher what it is on its own. Um, and I think that's the same thing that happens with rappers. Oh, he sound like a, if Lil Uzi and J. Cole kind of mixed together, that he, that's what he's, it's like, bro, yeah. he sound like himself. You know what I mean? Fact, but, yeah. you know, so that's what people were doing to me a lot. And I just had to get used to that. I mean, labels have definitely notoriously been, uh, unimaginative to say the least when it comes to like signing new artists, they don't necessarily see what's next or what's coming, but they, they always want to get what's hot right now. You know what I mean? So like, that's right. That is something that a lot of artists kind of run into when they're trying to make their own lane for sure. Yeah. And you know what? Nowadays it's, um, it's even more, uh, defined and more like, uh, in the, in your face as an artist, because you'll go to submit for like these playlists or something like that. And mm. you'll see all these places that you have to fit into. It's like, Damn, I don't do chill hip hop, but I'm not East Coast boom bap, but I'm not <laughs> West Coast. I'm somewhere in between some yeah. of this stuff. Like I don't, and I don't fit. You know, I can't get on a playlist to save my life. You know what I mean? I still, I've only been on one playlist like this whole time. Um, which luckily for me, I've still been able to build a fan base, right? But you know, it would help to get to some other playlists and get some new exposure. Yeah. But I don't fit into a lot of the categories. They, you yeah. know, they ask you for the categories when you're trying to get on here. And I'm like, I don't fit into a lot of this stuff. So they have to compare me. I'm like, who's your closest comparisons? And I'm like, everybody says Joyner Lucas. Everybody says J. Cole. Everybody says Drake. I think it's because we're all light skinned, but <laughs> you, you know, who knows? You know, I'm sure I sound like something like some of these guys all put together. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of funny that in this day and age, where almost everything is genreless, quite honestly. Like everybody's mm-hmm. tapping into different, different sounds, different different genres. Everybody's grows up listening to kind of like everything. So there's not really like these strict lanes anymore. But that these playlists and these uh, streaming companies still want that like very narrow definition of music, which is kind of weird. To, yeah. To hear. Yeah. But the thing that wins awards is the things that starts. You know, you get you run into your Tyler the creators and and you know people that are like experimenting and just crossing genres and that's the thing that grabs people's attentions, but then yep. the outlets, the outlets want you to fit into a box. So it's like, you know, it's just difficult as a, as an artist right now, but we're all making our oh. way. So, yeah. So like you said, it took you kind of a while to 
like really build your fan base, especially online with Spotify and everything. But you had a project. This is this is not music that kind of like yeah. catapulted you. I think I guess like more yeah. more in the mainstream, more in the consciousness of like hip hop fans and everything. So kind of how that come about and like how did you how did you go about like kind of building building from there? Um, yeah, this is not music came about because uh, I made a project before that called Broken Hearts Make Villains. And then the pandemic happened. So I didn't really get to pro- pro- uh, promote that project, push it. I didn't get to perform. We Everybody was stuck in the house. So while I was stuck in the house, um, my boy Dev started a uh, Devin Wade. Uh, shout out to all the fans of the Devin Wade show. Devin Wade started uh, his own podcast because he wasn't on a million dollars worth of game anymore. So he started his own podcast and I've started running the TikTok page of that podcast. Okay. So when I got on TikTok, I didn't exactly what worked. Oh, let me chop this part out. Let me get right into this joke. Let me do that. I started understanding TikTok more like, yo, I got to hit him real quick and do this and do that. So I was like, yo, I need to work on a project and I need to figure out how I'm going to incorporate TikTok into it or whatever. So, but I didn't want to do with a project for TikTok. Let me just do my project. I'm going to write a whole bunch of personal shit because that seems to be just the era, the mood that I'm in. Um, and that's why I said it's, that, that's why I called it. This is not music because it was my life. It was really just shit that I went okay. through in my life. Um, so I wrote that. And then after that, the thing that launched it into like getting in front of people was me understanding TikTok from running it back in the pandemic for a podcast page. So I started doing skits to showcase the music. It's like, okay, I know it needs to be entertaining, funny and stuff like that at first, but I don't want my song to be the joke. That was the yeah. difference for me. A lot of people's skits were based around the song being the funny thing. Somebody rapping about eating at McDonald's or somebody, you know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. They would make like these funny songs and that was the thing. And I was like, I don't want my music to be a joke. I'll do a joke or like a skit or whatever before that. But when I play the song, it's the real song. And the first skit I did, in uh, that style uh, went viral. So, and I didn't have a song out. So I was like, I'm not going to do this again until my album drops. And I did it when my album dropped. And the first day I dropped that skit, it went viral. And I woke up like two days later and T.I. had reposted it. And as well. <laughs> yeah. It was, I was like, this is the first skit. Like this plan worked. I, it couldn't work more perfectly than what, than what it just did. I just started firing more off and it was going crazy on TikTok. And then I saw what was working on TikTok and I saw Facebook had reels. And I was like, let me copy into the Facebook reels and see what that is. I don't, I thought, yeah. I didn't even know Facebook had its own reels. I don't even think of people being on Facebook. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I saw it, I did it. And same thing. 900,000 followers, 900, followers later. It's like, oh, <sighs> wow. This, is insane. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I was like, yeah. so I just started hitting Facebook and fa- the thing that Facebook really did was Facebook really brought people directly to the music because Facebook lets you put a HTML link in the comments and none of these other platforms let you do that. So when people would hear the song right on the skit, they go to the comments and there's right a link on. right there and they can just click right there. It just takes them right to the music. You know, where okay. everybody else, you got to go to their bio and go click this mm. and click a link tree. And if I, and it's, it's a couple extra steps that made it like a little bit slower. Um, but yeah, so Facebook kind of translated directly into streams. And that's kind of what just put me in front of everybody it was TikTok and Facebook Reels. 
Yeah, I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have guessed that out of all these platforms, like Facebook would have been the one to like lead to more music streams. Right. Nobody thinks of music be like a music platform, you know, and then it's like that's exactly. the one that that like it, it was not in my plan <laughs> at, <laughs> at all. It was not the thing. You know, I'm 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 uh, I'm older, but I'm not like out of touch. So I'm really like on TikTok all day and really like yeah. Yo, I know I need to pop on TikTok. I need to get one of these songs to trend. I'm not doing dances. I'm not a dancer, but I've, I know I'm going to figure out how to do And then for TikTok to start working a little bit and then for me to say like, oh, this worked on TikTok, this worked on TikTok, you put it on Facebook. And then the Facebook to just take off. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, this is crazy. But, yeah. you know, you never know what your, what your path is. You know, that's why you got to try everything. I mean, like you said, you were a little, a little older artist, and I think a lot of older artists struggle with that kind of social media aspect of, you know, promoting and getting their music out there. Like, but today it's pretty much essential and like almost the only way to like really get out there and be seen. So like, you weren't never really hesitant to like really hop into social media, or you just like were like, let's just let's just see what it is right away. No, nah, I've never been hesitant to hop into to anything that has to do with with music because. I've never stopped doing music. I think a lot of older artists get stuck because they stop for a while. And it's so easy to get stuck if you stop. If you stop or pause or take a break or whatever you want to call it, you already are like on the fence because this isn't the things that were happening in prime era in your twenties or whatever like that. This, this music is different than what you were listening to as an older artist in your twenties. So you're already a little bit, slower a little bit behind trying to just keep up trying to make sure you don't get washed away if you pause in the middle of that and then come back you're not going to like anything that's going on because you haven't been there for all the transitions because i run a studio and i work with a bunch of younger artists i'm always around they're coming in yo let me get this little tj type beat and i'm just like who's little tj hold on let me look up little tj i never heard this little tj now people is asking for his type beat oh okay it's TJ. I, I fuck with TJ. All right, cool. This is dope. Yo, you got this song with this. Okay, you got this. Joke. And you know, I'm, I'm up on Dirk. I'm up. I'm listening to Vine before you know. Rest in peace. I'm listening to like a, a bunch of shit that people my age are just like. How can you listen to this auto tune mess? They not saying anything. And I'm just like, yes, they are, bro. You, you just not used to how they saying it. Yeah. But time change. You know, yeah, time change, and and people get stuck in eras of time. And I just refuse to be one of them people that's that can't set the clock on a, on a microwave or, you know what I mean? It's like, I, yeah. I, I know older people that's just like, how do you use this phone? And I'm just like, why are we the same age and you don't know how to use a phone? You know what I mean? It's like, it's, yeah. it's weird. It's weird, but I'm not going to get stuck, bro. Never. Okay. I mean, hip hop is, when you really think about it, it's still like a super young genre. And so like, we've never really had kind of older artists, like, that are still at the level they are like in rock, you know, you have like Rolling Stones, the Beatles, whatever, like they're older, but they can still tour. They still put that music, they still do everything. Right. Like now we have like, you know, Nas who's proven that mm-hmm. you can still put out music like at this age, at a high level and can still be competitive. And like Jay, Jay, Jay used to do it a little bit. And like knows all the artists out there are still doing it. So like, right. Is that kind of like, do you look at them as kind of examples of how to keep continuing at, you know, in the game at this level? Yeah, I I do, but it's it's a weird, I have to make a weird mixture of what I use as inspiration because my situation is different. Even Jay-Z came in at like 27, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nas has been rapping since he was 18. 
like they started young and they were able to continue on. And, you know, yeah. of course, they're elite artists, so they they were able to continue on at a high level, but they didn't come into the game. They didn't get their big break at 41. Young, young thing, I'm yeah. And so yeah. it's like, so for me, this is actually uncharted territory. Like everybody's always saying, yeah, two changes old. It's like, yeah, two changes was in the game, though, when he was 24. You know and what I mean? And he had duffelback boys and he had, you know, he had some, some buzz and some hits yeah. before he exactly. came yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, these people already had names and staying in the game, songs out, hit records sometimes. You know what I mean? Um, I have to look at like uh, Zelda grabbed on people. You know what I mean? With them yeah. coming into True. the game yeah. as a little bit older artists, but me not making music like Griselda. Because the, the way that Griselda came in, they never stopped doing what they were doing. They fell mm-hmm. in love with rap, early 2000s style, you know what I mean? Grimy rap, hip hop shit. And they just kept doing that. And it was like, one day this will come back around. That's that how I picture around. them yep. thinking about it. And they came back around. People was listening to Griselda like, I've never heard anything like this. And it's like, well, you weren't around back then. But, <laughs> yeah, but true. guess what? They just doing new polished versions of what was already happening. You know what I mean? And um, so I got to look at the way that they came in with, focusing on their merch and building their own thing and doing their own sound. But also I don't make music like them. I I make music that's a little bit more current for, you know, lack of a better word, you know? Um, So I gotta, I gotta make, not that they make old music either, but just, I make music that's a little bit more, you know, auto tune voice and I will, you know what I mean? Um, So I just, it's a different game. It's kind of uncharted territory. So I'm kind of carving, a lane in a sense, you know, for this, because I haven't really seen it before. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Like I wasn't going to say two chains, but like I said, before he, you know, he had, but people knew who he was. He might change his name, but people knew who he was, uh, you know, before he kind of came back. So like break, break through at 41. Like, so what kind of kept you going, kept you putting out music, kept trying, kept trying to, you know, continue down Um, this road because a lot of people would, just stop, you know, like, you know, it was like, yeah, people, people would give up and I've, I've run into that, you know, I've rapped with people, I, I've recorded people, I've, you know, been uh, the producer for people uh, and seeing them stop. For me, it would be like little awards. It would be like, okay, this album didn't blow up, but it did get me to perform at South by Southwest and A3C. So it's like one, one album, one project I did got me to all these festivals, you know? Uh, and I was yeah. like, all right, cool. I did this project and it led me to uh, doing this sync deal. So now I got music popping up on TV shows and stuff like that. So I'm like, all right, I'm getting like these little W's. Maybe I'm not the biggest rapper in the world or people don't know who I am. But every time I drop a project, it helps my studio. People are like, who made these beats? It's like, oh, I did. And they want to come get beats or, yo, you record this? You mix this? Yep. And they want to come to my studio. Yo, you wrote these hooks too? Yep. They want me to write for them. So it's like, all right, I'll drop an album and it's, it's, it strengthens all this other stuff. So let me just keep dropping albums and see what doors open. When I first did my first solo album, um, three day, uh, I had no idea, didn't expect it at all. And Atlantic records ended up reaching out to me at, you know, and this is right before streaming. This is still SoundCloud era. Um, right, right before Spotify really took over. Apple music wasn't even out yet. I had dropped this and iTunes put me on the front page. So it got me like a little bit more exposure or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then Atlantic records reached out to me on SoundCloud. Riggs Morales reached out to me. 
And I was like, this is, I, I obviously thought it was fake. Who reaches out <laughs> to somebody on SoundCloud? You know what I mean? On a song that had 400 plays. Yeah. Like a song that had 400 plays. He's just like, yo, this song is crazy. Like reach out to me. Let's set up a meeting, blah, blah, blah. I email it. I look, it's like, oh, the email says at Atlantic Rec. Oh shit. This might be for real. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, all right. So it's like, I did that. I set up the meeting. I started working with Riggs. Um, and it is, that was crazy to me. So doing something like that is the thing that kept me going because I might not have signed a big deal with Atlantic or done anything crazy, but it was like, well, every time I drop something, a door opens. So I'm going to just keep dropping and seeing what the door is open. And I dropped, this is not music combined with those skits and understanding of current social media and the door opened crazy, you know, like the craziest door that I ever thought would open. Yeah. The door I thought was permanently closed. <laughs> it's like, it was like, Oh shit, you can still pop as a rapper. This old. Yeah. I mean, it's also kind of, I mean, it also kind of makes sense too, because it's like a lot of fans now are older, like now mm-hmm. fans you've had that grew up their whole life, listen to hip hop and now they're older. So like, they want to hear different things. They don't want to hear, you know, about people in the club all the time or like rapping about, you know, whatever's popping in and amongst the, like the younger rappers this day. So right. like that kind of brings you like, what do you think about like the current state of rap and hip hop these days? I I think that, I think that everything has its place. Um, and I know how to enjoy everything, but I'm also not one of them people that like get upset at movies when the movie wasn't as good as what they thought it should yeah. be. And it's like, oh man, that movie's like, man, I sat here for two hours and watched something that somebody made. I enjoyed that. So I can enjoy a lot of different styles of rap and shit and still know that that might not be what I throw on in the car. You know what I yeah. mean? But I can sit down and, oh, that video came out. Let me check it out real quick. Oh, okay. Yo, dude, dope. I, I can, I can hop into it. So I, I don't mind the current state of rap. I actually like the fact that um, there are different artists that I could turn to and I know what I'm going to get. You know, I know what I'm going to get when I, I don't know all the way, but I pretty much know what I'm going to get from a J Cole drop. Yeah. We're from, you never know what you're going to get with a Drake drop. Like he's proven yeah, that. It it's be, like, man, I, yeah, it could be a house album. Yeah. yeah. It could be, you know, the Afro beats, it could be whatever, but I'm normally going to, I'm typically going to enjoy a Drake drop. It's funny because my biggest comparison is Jordan Lucas, and I'm just now starting to go listen to Jordan Lucas music. But people have been comparing me to him for years. Um, my guy was Nipsey Hussle. Yep. I was I wasn't a big fan early on. I kept getting compared to Nipsey as well, and I thought that it was because I was like, I don't sound like Nipsey. I went and listened. I'm like, I don't sound like him. He got a West Coast accent. He's picking these types of beat. I, but it was the fact that he was motivational. And my mm-hmm. first albums were very motivational. Um, it was called Three Day because it was stop saying one day I'm going to do this, do that. You know what I mean? So it was one day, two day, three day. Um, and it was a super motivational album. So I got compared to you Nipsey. Know, the marathon continues. Right, exactly. And I I wasn't a fan. I didn't know anything about him. So I saw Nipsey in an interview. Um, and that made me a big fan of him. So so it was people like Nipsey and although the current state, I do gotta say this, the current state of music is creative in a way. There's a lot of copycatting and there's a there's a lot of I thought that that was this person, but it's this person. You know what I mean? Yeah. People people aren't um 
I know you're dealing with artists in the studio. A lot of artists, especially new artists, aren't comfortable with hearing themselves. Not comfortable with hearing your, your own voice as well as your own life. So people play it safe. And they just feel like it's safer to regurgitate something that they already heard that they know that works. So if it's say like, oh, I'm going to say, you know, my favorite rapper said, I'm going to take his top off like a fitted. I'm going to say, I'm going to take your top you know off like saying? a snapback. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, so then everybody got to take your top off line. It's like, take your top off like a toupee. Take your top off like a receding hair. Everybody got to take a slide. Everybody got a slide line now. Right. Yeah, you slide like it's electric. A slide like a, you know, like, like I'm driving in the rain. A slide <laughs> like, it's like, it's, it's too many slides. It's too many. It, and it's cool because it's rap. And that's kind of where we are right now. But at the same time, the people that shine through, are the people that are doing something completely different. That's, that what, that's still why, you know, anybody that's unique, all their copycats kind of fall off. You know what I mean? You get, you get, you got Uzi and then you got a billion people that sound like Uzi, but Uzi is the one that's still, still the one, yeah. you know, little baby. And then there's a billion little, little babies. You got <laughs> Drake and then you got a billion little, little Drakes. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. Cole, you get Kendrick, it's, it's people, there's still the elites. There's still the, the people that stepped up and, and made their own way by doing their own thing. So, um, I do see that though. I see that more and more happening now. I wish it was showcased a little bit more, but I see it more and more happening. So I think the current state of music is dope, but I'm always going to think it's dope because I think that I'm always going to find new artists that I like. Yeah. I mean, that's the one good thing about kind of this day and age of music is that there's so much of it and there's so many different people that you can you can find what you like like that's mm-hmm. not a hard thing to do you might have to skim through a lot of kind of throwaway material and stuff but you can find you know what you like and and who you like for sure right so i gotta ask like it's been a conversation among rap and hip-hop over the last you know at least two weeks mm-hmm. billboard dropped the top 50 list of all time mm-hmm. so like what do you think about the list <laughs> I look at it. I saw. I see the the headlines. I see like you know um, who was number one. Who popped Jay Z? Was it Jay Z? I don't think Jay Z one. Kendrick two. Maybe Nas three. Mm. Biggie or Tupac, and then Eminem. Something like that. Yeah, I see. Like I said, I understand all the point of view. So it's going to get. It's going to be hard for me to argue with. I'll tell people this, like I'm not, I was never the biggest fan of Tupac's raps. Right. Uh So when Tupac pops up on so many people's top three, top five or whatever, number one, I'm just like, as a rapper and they just like, who who better than Tupac? And I'm just like, I think you like Pac as a person. If you were saying the top rappers as people, but did Tupac have as much rap as Tupac, Tupac didn't have as much rap skill as Lil Wayne. Tupac, I, I think that there's other people that have more rap skill, but when you like more what he's saying, when you like more of his movement, his ambition, his uh, then that's his yeah, everything, his whole persona, Pac, his yeah, yeah, yeah. his whole his whole. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if we just talk about music, the list change, and that's that's what I look at those lists. I think that those lists have too many variables that will change the order of the list. Um, so you got to consider how people were putting it together. 
Because if you talk, you know, a lot of people always say like, he don't even got any Grammys or he don't even got, and it's just yeah. like, that doesn't mean I mean, that Nas didn't get a Grammy rapper. until what, last year? So right. he's does not put up Nas in the top, you know? <laughs> right. Does that mean he's not a great rapper? No, it doesn't mean that. Yeah. He's one of the best storytelling rappers ever. So if you start oh, right here, yo, who's the best storytelling rappers? That list dramatically changes, you know? Yeah. Yo, who got the most hit records? That list dramatically changes, you know? Best so, lyricist, all that, yeah. Really go off of a list and Billboard and all these companies, they know if they drop a list, it's going to be the talk. And, and the thing, I mean, you see know. what happened though, and that blew up after that one. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, why not? And now you see what, and it causes ripples. You see Wayne saying, like, I mean, I'm better than Jay Z. It's like, I'm tired of this. Like, I'm better than Jay <laughs> And who are arguing with him? Like, he had a strong, strong run. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and he still, he just dropped a new record with Swiss that's. He was, he was snapping on, yeah, you know, you snapped on it. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's man, let, let these rappers just all argue amongst themselves. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, let the, the billboard list stir me up a little bit. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I know that that list could change the second that you add a new variable. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it definitely, like I said, it definitely got the community talking and had old rappers coming out of retirement to give their opinions. He was just like, yeah. They definitely got yeah. there and got what they were looking for, for sure, with that one. Because it's great. You know what I mean? Like, you did you did exactly what you wanted to do. That's, that's dope. But I know that those lists don't really have, they don't hold any weight. I, I'm still yet to make, like, most people's list in my own city. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is like I, not in a, my, yeah. yeah, so it's just like, I mean, at this point, bro, it's, it's like, I just got to just do me. And I, I think every rapper feels the same where it's like, man, I might not make your list. I'm going to make his. That's that's fine. You know what I mean? I'm going to make his. I'm going to make my One more thing list. I want to like ask about kind of the current state of rap is all this death in rap, all these artists dying young, all these mm-hmm. artists getting kind of situations that are outside of music. Like, what do you think is causing that? Like, do you think it's the culture itself or do you think it's just like people coming into the culture, bringing in? all this other stuff into it um there was always other stuff getting brought into the culture um and getting brought into the music industry even behind the scenes you know what i mean like people people know that uh i won't name any names but people know that that people are with stuff the execs you know what i mean the older Mm -hmm. white execs and stuff you know what i mean got mob ties and you know what i mean it's it's other stuff it's always been other stuff you know what i mean and I think that um, it's a thing of the attention span and how much uh, exposure you can get as a as an artist. Uh, the spikes that you get being on live, having a gun versus being on, you know what I mean? It's, it's like there's yeah. there's so many things that that kind of get um, cooked up in the one pot that can ultimately lead to a recipe of disaster. You yeah. know what I mean? And the thing is, if you're trying to make, if you're trying to make a disaster, there's a lot of ways to make it. It might not turn out the way that you want it, but trust and believe it's going to be a disaster. Like, so if you put all these ingredients into make these, this fucking thing, um, yeah. and rapping about the drill you just did last week and getting on live and talking to your, to your ops directly on a uh, clubhouse and, and, and doing and all this stuff, it's going to turn out bad. Yeah. No matter what, it's going to turn out bad. You're most likely not going to walk away from that in the place that you want to be. But it's 
also the thing that makes you all this money and gets you all this attention. And yes. gets, you start feeling like this might be sounds. my way out. You know what I mean? So, so a lot of the younger artists feel like, damn, I was rapping and I was saying this and I was talking about this and nothing happened. And so I started beefing with this dude and then Twitter took off or then, you know, I, I, we started beefing on IG live and people just kind of. Now I can talk about me, job, you know, Yo, yeah. I mean that that's yeah. what a lot of artists also do. Like, oh now I could no, I was talking about you specifically. I'm no, no, saying, no, no, no. Listen, don't fall into it. But yeah, nah, that, yeah. It's like they that's what people want. They want to act talking about them. They want to be on, you know, a, a subject of some some podcast or some YouTube uh conspiracy special. Uh, you know what I mean? Like this rapper did this and this and I think yep. that he's yep. the one that got this person killed. And it's like, bro, rappers don't really I mean rappers that rap don't want to get people murdered for rap if if there's crime and stuff like that if there's um murders and drills and crazy shit happening it's normally not because of a song you can call it because of a song oh yeah he dropped this this record but it's like the disc record that got you pissed off is because he named your boy that got killed and yeah. you know what i mean it's like some, some other street stuff and yeah yeah rap has always been competitive rap has always been like there's always been diss records like damn near since the beginning. You know what I mean? That's just the culture. That that's the culture, the competitiveness. So I'm better than you. I do this better than you. The problem comes when you bring the street shit into the rap shit. And now it's like, I do more drills. I'm better. I I rap better than you. I did more drills than you. You blocked You blocked down by 13. You know what I mean? It's like, that's what's crazy. shit. And I think that that's, um, I think that that's poisonous, but I'm, I'm one of them people that was calling poison early on. Like I, I thought world star was poisonous. Yep. You know what I mean? I, I, sure. I'm one of them people that was, that was definitely pointing out like, yo, that's not good. bro. like, that's crazy that he's saying people like doing things to specifically get to like these platforms and to get this right. attention. And yeah. Right. Sure. I saw right. boom or whoever just running around slapping people and then running. It's like, this, y'all don't see where, where this is going. Like this is, it's going in a bad direction. You know what I mean? But. I definitely think social media is primarily to blame for like a lot of increase in a lot of this because it's like you know, like I said, the attention, attention is a drug for one. So like getting that mm-hmm. attention is something that's like driving people to do these things that they probably wouldn't do before. But also like with social media these rappers can't really hide like before you could have this persona on rap and music and then you kind of like go be your own life go be on your own but right. now it's like you get this 24 7 access so it's like there's really no hiding from like this persona that you're like putting out there now with social media and everything right well see you can still hide if you want to people don't want to the attention yeah. is the drug you know you don't you don't know nothing that cole was going through you know what i mean true. like cole, cole don't got a post kendrick don't got a post to be relevant you know what I mean? Like you, you don't got to stay in. I don't even see like little baby posting a bunch or anything like that. Like, like there's certain people that don't post. People fall in love with the attention, and yeah, that's true. People get the attention. You don't want it to stop because the attention stopping is like the death of your career. It's like something's ending. So it's like, nah, I got to stay in front in front of their faces. I'm I'm guilty of it. I you know I'll I'll slow down, post it. I'm like. Yo, let me redrop. Let me drop another skit. Now, even though I'm trying to move away from the skits, I drop another skit just to stay in front of people's faces. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like at least that's something positive and, and entertaining. But yeah, I think the attention is a big thing, and it's all systemic, right? It's not 
it's not um, just social media that's causing this. Like a lot of this shit would be happening if there was no social media and you just wouldn't know about it. You know, sure. same thing with like police shootings and shit like that. Like yeah. it was always happening. It's just everybody didn't have cameras. So some of it's systemic. I won't blame everything on social media. I'm not blaming everything on rappers. It's kind of like I said, it's just all a bunch of ingredients in one thing. But all of it is kind of equaling out to. You know what I mean? True. So, I mean, that kind of brings me to like your album, um, The Wolf Smell Joy. Kind of like it's like a very strong album title and obviously it implies certain things. But like what for you is the the meaning behind that title? Um, The Wolf Smell Joy kind of the title came to me because I have this thing of balance. I have this thing of um, the yin and the yang, karma, everything kind of equaling out. And things were going good for me after getting nervous. And I was like, what is this? Like, what is like, why am I getting nervous? And I'm like, shit is going so good. Something bad has to happen (laughs) to like even this out. You know what I mean? So it was like, and then bad shit started happening. You know, my sister got cancer, like, uh, which she, she beat and she recovered, she's recovering from, uh, thank God. Um, but you know, this stuff, uh, uh, and um, you know oh this deal didn't come through oh this A&R is not doing this anymore oh this relationship with this person got messed up it was so much shit that started happening and it's just like yo this is all results of like some of the good shit that was happening so mm-hmm. this comes with this even with the fans it was like okay I got a bunch of new fans now but now every time I post there's like a debate like there's a you know I'll I, I post but now my phone is going crazy and I'm I'm, I'm busy or I, I got, can't keep up with all this stuff and and it just started being overwhelming. And I was like, yo, it's like every time there's something good, there's something bad. It's like, it's like being happy. And in my mind, it started being like being happy is like a scent and it just attracts all this bad, this bad shit. So it's like, yo, the wolves smell joy. You know what I mean? And it was like, I want to talk about, I just want to talk about the balance of all of this shit. And, you know, kind of capture the moment that I'm at right now of like all this good shit happening. And then all this bad shit looming, you know what I mean? So, okay, yeah. I mean, I like the title a lot. I definitely, when I thought I was definitely thinking of like, you know, when you get certain level of success, you also get kind of that envy and that, oh yeah, that kind of yeah, outside that, jealousy from that, people like, look, yeah, looking that comes in. with it too. But it's also, you know, you get used to like that. Um, you never get used to envy, especially from friends. Let me let me make that clear. It'll be but someone close to people too. Right. But you know that something somewhere is going to happen. You know what I mean? You know that haters going to pop. You ain't got no haters. You ain't popping. It's like, yeah, <laughs> if, at, at eventually some people are just not going to like it. The amount of threats that I've gotten inside of my DMs for absolutely no reason from people that I don't know are is hilarious. And I'm not even yeah. a nigga that's online with waving his gun, holding it, holding it by the clip and no shit. I'm not even one of them people. And I'm just, if you ever come to this city, man, I'm going to fuck you up. And it's like, for what? I don't even know you. We don't even yeah. have a beef. And then it's some people I respond to like, yo, what's good? Like, what's really good? And it's just like, yo, I just wanted to holler at you, bro. I just need, I need yeah, to say something yeah, to get yeah. your attention. <laughs> it's like, this is crazy. crazy but that's yeah. kind of what comes, that comes with it. I'm just learning that's what comes with it. So, um, yeah, the wolves is just the the bad things. For me, the wolves was my bad thoughts. You know, okay. like, the, it yeah. was like the depression, the anxiety. It was like those things. Those were the wolves that were, they were smelling all the happy thoughts. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And they, so uh, eventually it has to uh, equal out. 
but yeah, that, that, that's where the title came from. So do you um you handle most of the production on this yourself? Yeah, me and um my partner Drew, we uh were the cool part. We we did a couple together and then my little brother Jace Harley um did produce the song called Etc. with me. And then um uh my guy left in London, he uh he didn't like really do anything, he didn't touch the project. He just I would bring my shit to him. And be like, yo, what you think? He's like, yo, I think you should drop this out right here. Just rap over this part mm. and blah, blah, blah. And you know what I mean? It's just, he's like one of my creative bounce off people. Like I just, I bounce ideas off less because you know, he's like one of my little brothers too. Like, um, so yeah, but, uh, but for the most part, like a vast majority of the production is me on the album. I think I pretty much did every track. I definitely produced on every track. Um, and me and Drew co-produced whatever. We co-produced um, This Is Not Music, uh, not This Is Not Music, um, This Is Everything I Thought It Was uh, with another producer and DJ Peru. Um, and yeah, I think everything else was me. So. Okay. Oh, I mean, I thought the production was fire. Uh, I was like, like, it's got a good mix of modern kind of elements and then also, you know, more like 2000s type of hip hop in, but it's like a good blend of everything that comes through very well. What I try to go for, man. I just try to like introduce stuff that's going to be new to somebody. Yeah. You know, like if it's 2000 stuff, it's going to be new to somebody that just started listening to rap five years ago, you know, because my for fans, sure. I would, I would think that my fans were all like 30 plus, but they're not. I'm about, my, my fan range is 18 to 44 is like damn near equal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I know that the 18 year olds that are listening to me never really heard a beat like this. And I know that the, the 39 year old dude that's listening to me don't really listen to too much shit that sounds like godaddy.com. So when he hears it, he's yeah. just like, Oh no, I could, he's still spitting on this. I, you know what I mean? Like how yeah. the older dude is going to talk about it. <laughs> like, so. So it was kind of like your creative process when it comes to, you know, this project. Do you do um, production first and songwriting or like songwriting with the production? Like, how do you kind of go about crafting it? Yo, I think it's funny, man. I think that I do everything at the same time. Everything equals everything for me. Um, and I think it's because I started it pretty much all at the same mm -hmm. time. So I'll just play like a piano or something like that and then find a little melody and I'll keep playing that over and then like bars start jumping in my head. So before the beat's done, before the piano's laid, I'm already thinking like, oh, this is a dope flow. Oh, if I say this, yo, know, if I say that and then switch the flow to this, the drums could go like this, but then I'm doing the drums and then, and then let's say if the drums is rocking like that, then the hook gotta be, it's like everything starts and I'll start laying down just before I know it, before there's any words, I'm like mixing it or putting like an effect on it and being like, oh, if I put this under my, there's not, you know what I mean? It'd be shit yeah. like that. So everything is like leading me to do everything else. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, I've never really seen the process happen the way that it happens. You know what I mean? I would, I would love to be able to, to hear a beat and just be like, Oh, that'd be fire. I mean, right. I'm a right to that. And that just yeah. be it. But that's harder for me. You gotta put your hands on it. I gotta, I gotta be control of everything, bro. And it's, and it, and it sucks because it takes longer for me to do. You yeah. know, where the output of a lot of artists is like, yo, I went on YouTube, found this beat, hit the producer, he said it's available, bought it. I wrote this song that's coming out tomorrow. And then I'm going to do that 10 more times this week. I got two new songs. 
And for me, it's like, I need six months to make, <laughs> you know, I need six months to make these 10 songs. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's different for me, man. But, but the process is, um, I've been trying to change the process, but ultimately I think my process is my process at this point. So yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta make everything at the same time. Okay. I mean, that's impressive to be able to kind of hop back and forth like that. You know, that's a lot to juggle. I don't think most people could do that. I never really thought of it like that. Hmm. Well, thank you. (laughs) So, um, like what are some of your favorite tracks off, uh, off this project? Um, I really like a stupido because that one I wrote in Puerto Rico and it flowed out so easy. It was crazy. It was flowing out crazy. Like I, this is my first time ever being like on the island and really getting out of like the main the United States. Like it was my first time. So out in Puerto Rico, I was really like just vibing and writing whatever I was going through. It was just you know, I, I was walking through uh, old San Juan and my boy, uh, all our watches are tied together for like the workout shit. So uh, he texted me. He's like, yo, you walking? He's like, why that walk take you so long? You walking slow as hell. And I was like, yo, you trying to diss me on my steps? Like, like, why are you <laughs> counting my steps, bro? And then and then it started jumping in my head. I was like, you stepped to me about my steps. And it was like, yeah, your watch can't say that you stepped to Oh, that's a bar. And I just wrote that bar. And it's just like, I, just throughout the day, I'm just writing bars. And so that song just flowed out. So when I listen to that song, it just reminds me of being in Puerto Rico, my first time really like vacationing for real. Cause I vacation, but I, I never really vacation. I always end up working in a studio somewhere. So every place always looks the same. This was my first time being able to enjoy that. So as stupido is, is top tier for me. Three deep is top tier for me. Um, just because that one kind of poured out of me, um, dangerous games, just because I got to talk about Nip, um, and how that like affected me. Uh, you know, the second verse I said, um, I wanted to work with Nip. Shit was like a real goal. I saw his last breath on Twitter. Shit have turned you real, real cold. The death of my idols, the success of my rivals have you questioning, will I ever be blessed with a title? Because there's enemies, there's people that I, that I'm not cool with that I see blowing up. And then, there's people like Nip that's like yeah. somebody that I wanted to work with. I really wanted to work with Nip just being taken down where it's like, bro, he did everything right, bro. He was, you know, it'd, be, it'd always be the ones that, you know, doing yeah. what they supposed to be doing. Yeah. All my favorites of like the last few years or whatever, the, the, the newer generation or whatever have, have died. Like all my favorites, bro. So like XXX, one of my favorites has, then I'm like, yo, Juice World, pass. Then it's like, yo, Nip, pass. And I'm just like, yo, I'm not telling nobody who my favorites are anymore because I feel like it's my fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's been definitely been a crazy past couple five years for sure. It's been wild. Some of the biggest things out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So um, I think those are my favorites. But I, I really am blessed enough to say that not, and not just not this project, all my project, most of the songs, 98% of the songs are me. me. Like, so there is no like, yo, what's the favorite song? Like, I like how some things came together better than others or like the memories is tied to a certain song. But as far as like quality of song, you know, the whole project, like, 
and it's not cap. And I, I prove that it's not cap. I always do this. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I always go on live and I tell people pick a number. I say I'm not. I'm not gonna play anything that y'all think that I want to play to showcase the best songs. And y'all pick a number. So the first number I see, that's what I'm playing, and I play that. And people are just like, yo, this is fire. I'm like, I ain't even picked this. This ain't even what I picked. Y'all pick a number. Somebody, number seven pops up. I play number seven. People are like, oh, this song is crazy. Number nine. Pick, you know what I mean? And then I do that through my entire catalog. I say, all right, I want y'all to know it's not just this project. I know a lot of y'all are new here. Y'all are new fans. So guess what? I got five other projects. Somebody pick a number. And they'll be like, two. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to my second album. Somebody else pick a number. 14. I played number 14 on my second album. And people are like, yo, this is fire. And I'm like, <laughs> see, I'm telling y'all it's not me. I promise y'all that I really care about the music and I'm trying to make great shit. I've always tried to make great shit. We're, we're just all now getting here. But I think that this project just adds to that. It's just another 11 songs, 12 songs that are like what I think is a great catalog of music. I mean, I, I've heard the whole project a few times now. And I'm, like I said, I was like, okay, I'm going to pretty much most of these for sure. Like Thanks. it's definitely refreshing to hear from compared to like what, what's out there currently. And like lyrically, you're dope, versatile, Thank you. give a little bit of everything. Like, do you feel like, at this point, you know, people are coming to you and you're age 40 something like mm. this is like the best version of yourself musically. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, I think that this is my most polished era. Like this project, for example, is the fastest that I've ever done a solo project, which, like I said, I started, I started that project in August and I think I was finished by December. So that was, like I think that that's the fastest that I ever really did a project. And I think that that's because I'm in such a good headspace. And I got a bunch of new fans, bro. It's like you've been, I've been rapping all this time to try yeah. to build a fan base. You know what I mean? And through TikTok, through skits, through whatever I did to get people's attention, I got all these people looking now. So now it's like, I want to prove to y'all that I can, that there's no sophomore jinx with me. Like, cause technically this ain't sophomore, you know what I mean? But I want to prove to people. It's like, yo, this isn't a fluke, bro. I'm a, I can be consistent. Y'all like you found a good person to be a fan of. I I basically just want to make my fans fucking proud of me, bro. Like that's cause I've waited so long to have fans that it's like, now that I got them, it's like, let me give them some shit. That's like worth it. Let me give them some yeah. bragging rights. You know what I mean? Let me give them something that they can listen to. And, and like, I told y'all, he the fucking one. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's what I want. So, yeah, the, 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 I think this album definitely did it. And I still got to put my life in there. I didn't, because the last album was so introspective, I didn't want to do too much introspective on this one. And I had more people asking me for other shit. Um, when the last album took off, I had a lot of radio people hitting me up and, Yo, send me something for the club. You'll send me something. Like that. And I didn't have any of that. I was like, yeah. I don't make any of that shit because I never, it was never an option for me. I never thought of making radio records because I wasn't on the radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, now that that album took off, I was like, oh, let me make sure that I, you know, show people it's like, nah, this is part of what I do. Like, you know, I, I'm not just the super introspective, uh, this is my life and this is what I'm going through. Here's the pain. Here's the struggle. It's like, I know people that love pain music, but. I'm not in pain all the time. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. A lot of fun too. So 
Okay. I mean, I like balance though. You know, the, not to cut you off, but the album is a balance of that. Even the, the first half, I think of it as like the joy side. And then from like six or seven on, I think it's seven. I think of like the wolves side. So it's like the joy in the wolves. It's like, okay, the, now, the I mean, think about it. Now I can hear that. Like from when I heard that, I can definitely see that kind of progression to, to the, to the end of the track. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I thought of it when I was putting it together. Like it's, it's weird how artists think. <laughs> <laughs> like putting shit together on the albums, yeah, man. So I'm, I'm the album, bro. I think that I think that is a, a good addition to my catalog. I mean, March 17th coming out here soon. Seven days yeah. as of this recording. Um, I think your fans for sure definitely in for a treat. I think it's a super dope project, and I was definitely blown away. I was like, okay, well, I haven't heard this before, and like you heard heard the song before, so yeah. like I'm definitely interested to see kind of like the fan response just to when it's finally out there in the wild like do you have any like yeah, release plans for it? any uh you know anything special well, special plan for the fans yeah. listeners yeah we're, we're we're in the middle of the release of it now because i dropped it um i dropped early access to it on a platform called even.biz um okay. which, which is like the same uh platform i actually heard of this platform from the russell uh and he made me want to go see what it is, but this is the platform that allows you to pay whatever you want for the album. Okay. So, so I released it on even.biz and just let people, you know, pay whatever they want it or whatever. Um, and I didn't go crazy promoting it or anything like that. I just wanted to see like the true fans and get it to the, the real people that are like really supporting it. And bro, I teared up the other day cause they, they sent me my reports and I literally teared up. I almost cried, but I didn't cry, but I teared up. Because I saw how many people paid like a hundred dollars for the album, how yeah, many people dope. dropped like fifty dollars for the album, people dropping forty bucks, thirty eight bucks. You know what I mean? Just people trying to give whatever they could. And I was like, yo, that's fucking crazy. Like my music really means something to to people. You know what I mean? So um, anyway, dropping it on even biz, let me see that. But uh, so that's part of the way that I'm putting it out. Um, and another thing is on even biz. There's an extra, there's two extra songs and, uh, there's going to be seven extra songs. Um, okay. I'm, I'm adding five more songs to the even.biz release, um, in May. So in May, there will be five new songs for the person, for the people that bought it on even. You don't got to pay anything additional or anything like that. Just one day you can log on there and see that. And another thing that I'm doing on even is, um, I'm raffling off my MacBook. Uh, the MacBook that I made the album on, I'm I'm raffling that off uh, with the files to the album on it, so people okay. can like click through and hear just the beat or take my vocals off or rearrange stuff, whatever they want to do. You know what I mean? I think that it'll be dope for one so of I my get, like the masters kind. Yeah, yeah, but not the masters. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but you know, but, yeah, but yeah. they but they get the files so that they can mess around with it and 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 all of that. Um, I just thought that that would be real dope. So that's been part of like my, my rollout too of, um, I don't even have a rollout, but that's just one of the things that I wanted to do that was special for this album was be able to, you know, even if you paid a dollar for the album, it's like now you entered in for a chance to win my MacBook Pro. You might get an $800 computer and, you know, um, and I'm doing vinyl. 50 fans are going to get vinyl from this project too. So, yeah. So I've just been, you know, trying to, um, do all the shit that I thought would be dope if I ever got in the industry. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but now, the, now these platforms are, that are coming up are like giving you the, um, the freedom to do uh, 
you know what I mean? Like add songs to an album after the fact, you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that process now. I mean, the Wolves Smell Joy, dope album. I heard it myself, uh, you know, definitely excited for everybody else to kind of get a chance to, to hear it. Uh, for all the listeners and followers, you know, definitely go check it out when it drops March 17th on all, all streaming platforms. Um, yes, this will be out before. If you want to go support, go to even.biz and, and support it directly. And, you know, so, so, so I'm a fan. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, do you have any, uh, favorite songs? Oh yeah, I do. Um, upside down, Wolf Gray, a stupid though. I like the stupid a lot. And, uh, okay. I think Cherry Red. Oh, okay. Right? Probably yeah. ones that like stuck out to me right, right off the top. I talked about my sister. Yeah, yeah I, I I love this album, bro. Like I said, I didn't get too introspective on it, but I gave you enough. And it's always me. It's all it's all always one hundred percent me in my life. So it takes a little longer to write because it's real. But you know, I think it's more authentic. So March seventeenth, um, I'm ready for the world to hear it, and uh, hopefully the the world loves it. Like I said, March 17th, go run those streams up. Full smell joy. Sorry. Thank you for joining us, man. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll speak to you again here soon with some more music, some more projects and collaborating some other ways. But we'll have all your socials down below. Go follow them. Go give them a listen. And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. This has been great. You smell